Welcome, everyone, to Millennials and Money Cafe, uh, where we create events to empower, inspire, and motivate millennials and Gen Ys to love, live, and matter. My name is Marilyn O'Malley of MarilynO'Malley.com, and I am a Tapping into Wealth and Success Transformation Coach. And today, I'm really excited to introduce you to uh, Britt Heisen, Editor-in-Chief of Millennial Magazine. Uh, she was named the Top 100 Millennial Influencer by the White House. And uh, Britt is the Founder and Chief, uh, Editor-in-Chief Millennial Oh, let me start over again. I'm so sorry, Britt. Britt okay. is the founder and editor-in-chief of Millennial, a digital magazine highlighting global millennial leaders, from celebrities involved in causes to CEOs disrupting their industries. Britt focuses their stories on the social impact of the generation. Unlike most journalists, Britt began her professional career as an actor while working on such productions as AMC's Mad Men and Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland. She attended Penn State University online, earning a degree in business marketing and management. Foreseeing the drastic changes the entertainment industry would begin to experience, Britt moved her on-camera personality and savvy marketing sense to YouTube and dove headfirst into the world of web journalism. Recognizing the challenges her generation faced in 2010, she set out to tell positive and inspiring stories of those who were changing the world. Within a year, industry peers began calling her the voice of Gen Y and referring to her as the millennial reporter. By 2013, Britt had conducted over 300 interviews with millennial influencers, produced five web series, built two blogging communities, and was working for CNBC. Reports of, brand, reports of brands having a hard time connecting with millennials kept surfacing, so Britt left cable news to build a magazine that humanized the generation while creating an authentic relationship with socially conscious brands. Millennial debuted in June of 2014 and has since been named by the White House as one of the top 100 most influential digital media sites for millennials. In addition to running her publication, Britt is also a Huffington Post blogger, experiential marketer, and passionate humanitarian. Woohoo! Oh my gosh, you've already accomplished so much in your in your short life. It's like you've accomplished more than some some baby boomers, I know. <laughs> wow, that that pretty much sums it up right there. I, I guess I'm done. <laughs> no, you get to relax now. So uh, welcome, Britt. So, Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm I'm just so pleased to introduce you to um, our listeners, and um, so that's the business side of you. I'm wondering, mm-hmm. you know, to get a fuller picture of who Britt. Is would you introduce us to more of your personal side, like where you're, where you're from, and do you have pets, and what do you love to do when you're when you're not working? Sure, yeah, I am a human. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm I'm from LA, born and raised in LA, and uh, I uh, have two cats, 
that I absolutely adore. I rescued them. Well, actually, my brother rescued them. They were in his tree when he was in college, and he, they were kittens, and he decided to let them into the house, and then his roommates didn't like them very much. So he was like, will you come and rescue them? So I grabbed them, and they're best friends. They're adorable two little boys, uh, Liso and Joffrey, and um, they're the loves of my life right now. Uh, they're uh-huh. adorable. And then uh-huh. as far as, like, what I love to do um, – I'm really into the deep house scene, and in particular, the German deep house scene. It's kind of like this underground, really awesome, grungy, but just really cool, vibrant scene. So I love dancing and uh, and kind of diving into this world of SoundCloud and really combing for some avant-garde music and just kind of diving into the, the world of European house. So I'm, I'm a huge music buff, um, and I, I love going out and listening to live music. Ooh. Yes, that sounds really intriguing. I'm like, ooh, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> That's what, what everyone says. They're like, what are you talking about, German deep house? You're so specific. <laughs> but there, but know, there's like this like, really cool scene happening. Ooh, well, that's neat. And it's, and it's here in the United States? They come in every so often, and the the sounds are actually transcending. So, yeah, they are starting to make their way. There's a guy in Florida in Miami named Baez, and he's starting to pick up a lot of the same sounds. There's a whole crew in Brooklyn, um, Bespoke Music. They're the ones that bring out these DJs and showcase them to the New Yorkers. And um, and then here in L.A., we have Eduardo Castillo. He's kind of the representative that um, brings these sounds about. There's a, a He owns a bar called Pattern Bar in downtown um, they play a lot of really great music. So there's there's lots of hidden nooks throughout the country where you can find oh, it. Oh, fun. Oh, well, yeah. great. Well, thank you for sharing that. It sounds really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so, yeah, you're like, wow, I've just got a whole different energy of you. And, like, you get so excited <laughs> when, you, when you speak about that. It's really fun. Yeah, um, it's what I'm into right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, great. Um so another thing I'd be interested in you sharing is what do you have a favorite inspirational quote or affirmation that you use throughout your day? Yeah, you know, this isn't what I normally use every day, but it's something that definitely picks me up when I'm feeling kind of low. And it's something that my friend sent to me, and she she just randomly said this, and I think she was channeling because she never recalls it, and I constantly remind her that she said this, and she just gets chills because she's like, this is so amazing. So she said to me one day, rise above your mind and visit the essence of you that is fearless. And wow. that has stuck with me um, Every time I get low, you know, I just I say those words and I, I feel better. Just rise above your mind and visit the essence of you that is fearless because above that mind is when you reach your higher self. And that higher self is constantly the one that is in reinvigorating the life within you. Yes, yes. Oh, my God, that's really powerful. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's me- a great quote. Yeah, and that that, that is um... – we ought to put her name to that. <laughs> her name is Erin Linton. Erin <laughs> Linton. Yeah, because yeah. that, I mean, that is, a, that's a tweetable. It is, yeah. And I mean, it picks a lot of people up. Whenever, you know, friends of mine say, you know, that they're in this lull, or even Erin would say to me, you know, like, I don't feel so good about whatever situation she was going through. And I'd remind her of this quote, and she'd just be like, ah, oh, my God, you, like, totally zapped me out of it. I can't believe I said that to you. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, you know what, because it resonates. It's true, you know. Yeah. So it's like it just, it, it's like it immediately gets 
to um, the truth. And so mm-hmm. it's like it just erases all that other bullshit that's going on in our head, right? Totally. Oh, thanks so much for sharing that. Um, all right, and the next question that I have is, so what is your, and I, you might have already answered it, but let's check in and see, what is your current professional or personal passion? Well, I'm a storyteller. So that's something that um, I I discovered about myself a few years ago, and, and really the reason why I followed down the road of journalism is because I'm just a natural storyteller. I love meeting people and telling their stories in a way that is relatable and inspiring, and not a lot of people have the ability to do that. Um, you know, most journalists can report, but they, you know, it really takes a fine art in being able to take a story and turn it into something that makes people feel alive and makes people want to go out and do things with their life. Um, you know, mm-hmm. it started as an actor, but I was constantly pretending to be somebody that I wasn't. And what I love about being a journalist is that I can tell real stories and and not have to pretend. You know, it's completely yeah. true. So yeah. um, I love storytelling. Wonderful. Great. Um, and, um, and I was thinking that... Um, you know, as doing all of these interviews that you've done, is there is there something that you've uh, learned from all of these interviews that that is is there some, is there a common thread through through those you know because you're doing millennials you're doing this generation and, and let's talk so you're you're doing millennials and Gen Y correct is that mm-hmm. well like 20- they're actually a synonymous term Gen Y and millennials okay. are the same demographic. All right, because I thought that the Gen Y was a little bit older, but um, everybody's got their own know, idea on what like, it is, and it's I know, confusing. I know, I know. Um, so, is there is there a common thread through this storytelling that you've been happening that you see that the millennials are bringing to um, yeah, bringing think- bringing into this into this incredible time that we're living right now. The the biggest thing that I've noticed throughout every person that I've interviewed, and I've really covered the gamut in terms of various industries, is that everyone is following their passion. That is mm-hmm. probably the biggest um, uniter between mm-hmm. our generation is that we have this drive and this determination and this excitement around following your passion and doing something that you absolutely love to do. Work is no longer this mm-hmm. this blading and just like, you know, banging your head against something that you just don't want to do. You wake up and you feel horrible. Like people are waking up and they're excited by what they do. Um, mm-hmm. At least they're trying to get to that point where they are excited by what they do and driven to do what they love. Um, right. So I think that's the biggest thing. And, and that's a, an amazing hashtag too is, you know, follow your passion. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I I help people find their passion when they think they're lost. But uh, no, yeah. that's it, it, it. And it gives you it's that it's it's then you're living, you're loving, and you're mattering, you know, in the world. So yeah. you're you're turned on. You're turned on when you're yeah. doing that. And that's also it's it's hard for somebody to really dial into what their passions are, mm-hmm. um, and trying to figure out what their career is because if you. Yeah you know, are really into electronic music and you love dancing, you love going to events, you know, you may want to consider throwing events, learning from the people right. that you go to the parties of, you know, it's like it's anything, right. Um, right. you know, it can be, even if you're a babysitter, if you're a nanny, you know, maybe you want to run a service that, you know, you're like right. the, 
adult version of the babysitter club. Like it doesn't matter what right. it is. But right, um, right. yeah, I think everyone can learn from their passions or at least try and figure out a way to dial into it. Right. And, and there, um, I think you, you've got to be uh, innovative. You've got to be not let yeah. the past and how business has been run before uh, dictate how, how and what you can do now. And I, that's what I love about, the millennials is that they're just like they're saying, ah, I'm gonna I'm gonna reinvent this, <laughs> or I'm gonna make this better, or I'm gonna do it my way, and um, and coming up with new ways to. Uh, you've seen that, you've done that, you did that, you just said, yeah, hey. you know. But it's I mean, like there's only so much you can do to really reinvent a wheel. So I think instead of doing that, I think people are really seizing opportunities. Um, and you know, it's, it's sure it's personalized to who they are and what they want to do with it. But, um, you know, it, it takes a rare breed to actually innovate something completely new that is foreign right. to anything that we've experienced before. I think more so people are leveraging their skills and they're leveraging opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. I meant that they were just taking something that already was and then creating it for, for, yeah, to, I mean, to it, fit them. Yeah, it's it's having a creative spin on something. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, what do you what do you get most out of your work, and how has it benefited you and your life so far? Well, the experiences that I've had are pretty incredible. Um, you know, I think that's probably the the biggest payment in all of it is uh, is being able to meet so many amazing people and being able to be placed in really unique situations and being afforded to go on certain trips that take me to the far reaches of the earth. Um, mm. You know, it, it's really exciting. And I don't think I would have had that experience had I stayed in acting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. And so can you share with us how you actually got into this place of your life? Um, you know, what were you doing before you, uh, you you talked a little bit about the acting? Was there anything else that you were doing before that? You know, what brought you here? So sort of share your story well, behind. Well, the acting was always something that I thought was going to be my life. And it was. Up until 18, I, you know, that's all I thought about was just being a performer, being an actor. And then 18 hit, and I hit the ground running, booked my first audition, and became a working actor for about three years. But there was something missing, and it wasn't fulfilling. And, you know, it was a very egotistical business, and I just I needed something more. And that's the thing with actors, too, these days. It's like, if you're just an actor, you're going to lose out. Everybody has to become a writer or a director or a producer or an editor. You've got to learn it all, so that way you can be multifaceted and create something for yourself. Um, so when I realized that, I decided to get into writing and I wanted to do some stuff behind the camera. And um, before I knew it, I picked up a microphone and I started interviewing people. And that was, that was a, a door opening into the world of journalism. And because I was so excited about other facets of the industry, I got into writing. And that begot all of these articles that I started writing. And I edited my own video pieces. So I, you know, on the side, I do freelance editing. And um, it's also a really great skill to have because, again, I'm a storyteller. So mm-hmm. I expect certain quality of the editors that I work with. Um, and, you know, it's just one of those things that all of these different skill sets kind of came into play and empowered me to create a magazine. Um, it was a, a long time coming. But at the same time, 
you know, I had developed all of these unique skills over the years um, that gave me the motivation and also the confidence to do it. Mhm, mhm. And did you have special mentors or role models, or and then also how did you, like, you know, you just decide to create a magazine? How, can you share with people who might have, um, you know, an inkling to do that, or or somebody that might be, uh, yeah, an inkling to, do, you know, do you? Well, there were certainly a lot of challenges and blockades along the way. But as far as uh, my mentor and and somebody that has constantly pushed me forward, it's always been my mom. Um, She's been my Mm -hmm. partner the entire way through. And, you know, even while I was an actor, I was doing productions with her because she ran a PR company and did video production and, like, um, created uh, marketing materials for people and, mm. and that was always something that I did alongside of my acting so that's kind of where mm-hmm. I started to form a lot of these skills right. um, and she's very entrepreneurial herself so she constantly pushed me to be like you know, do it independently just do it yourself and you can leverage that later and you know you just keep building on top of everything it's all these building blocks so mm. she's always she's always been my my mentor and my um my strength in all of this. You know, every time I'm like, no, I'm gonna quit. She's like, yeah, but think about what you built. <laughs> like, <laughs> keep going, keep going. You can do this. So you know, like, it's always been my champion. <laughs> but uh, at the same time, you know, like, as, yeah, as far as like, you know, starting a magazine, it was never my intention. I wanted to create a TV show. <laughs> I had a friend at mm. FX that was like, look. Your audience isn't watching TV. Your audience is online. So take this concept for the TV show and turn it into something that's an online platform. Um, Mm -hmm. Create a social network. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's simple enough. I'm just going to create a social network. And I thought, oh, my God, what the hell am I going to do? Like my my dream was crushed on creating this show. And I had to kind of switch gears and adapt into a world that I knew nothing about. So, you know, Mm -hmm. I think that was one of the biggest challenges was, trying to figure out how to build an online platform coming from a world of entertainment. Like I had no idea where to start. I didn't know any coders. I wasn't well-versed in the online world. Um, I wasn't even on Facebook at the time. And this was in 2010. Oh. So I was like, I was a late uh, wow. yeah. over, I guess, when it came to social media, just because I was so, um, I was such a rebel. I was like, I'm not going to join that. And I still have friends that are like, nope, I'm not going to join it. Like, forget it. Um, but I had yeah. to because I decided to take a, a marketing job, and they were like, well, you have to have a Facebook account in order to market our stuff. So I was like, what, I'm going to market to the seven friends I have. Um, but that ended up building. And um, and as far as, like, creating an online platform, I searched out people for the direction. I started communicating with um, different uh, online communities and forums and asking for advice. And then I ended up meeting with somebody in person, and, and he had given me a little tidbit on – um, like a template platform. So it was kind of like WordPress, but it was a, a community called Ning. And Ning allows mm-hmm. you to create your own social network. So I decided to do that. And um, again, that was all learning as you go because I didn't know anything about it. But luckily, it was very user-friendly. So that mm-hmm. helped me out. And you know, and then that was like, okay, well, I'm just one person. I didn't want to create just a blog. I wanted to have a community. So I was thinking, okay, well, how do I get writers? Because that was the next biggest challenge. It's like, okay, well, how am I going to jump over this hurdle? And I thought, well, there are a lot of college kids out there that may be looking for internships in terms of writing. And at at that point, I had already been um, professionally writing for about a year and a half. So I felt confident enough to edit. 
and to teach people how to write if they if I didn't think that the writing was on par. And I ended up gathering like this incredible group of interns slash students slash contributors that were all extremely passionate about what we were doing together. And I I formed a team and it was like, you know, I, I got a bunch of content coming in. And, um, and and on the regular, too, I set schedules. I started becoming a manager. I started becoming an editor. And, again, learning more skills on how to really handle those kind of assets. Um, so that was, like, the next thing. And then it was like, okay, well, I need to grow these stories. We need to become more professional. It's not just about blogs. It's about interviewing people, setting up interviews for everyone, finding your experts, like reaching out to people, researching who are these people, and then finding some type of contact for them and reaching out directly. So it's it's a lot of things where you're like mm-hmm. you meet the wall and you're trying to figure out how to get around it and then you realize mm-hmm. like oh there's a handle in this wall to a door and you just got to push through and mm-hmm. you know, like that's that's how it's all been it's like every year we've grown just a little bit more because of the circumstances the experiences mm-hmm. and the the quest for this is what I want to achieve and I got to figure out how I'm going to do it. Mhm. Mhm. Wow, Britt, and and you know, thank you so much for sharing that because I because uh, it gave a great picture for those entrepreneurs out there or budding op- entrepreneurs who are who are are wanting to create a business and or are having challenges to you know that that challenges are just you know things that offer you new ways to find out how to create what it is that you want and not to let those challenges stop you and that you kept growing and that you know it, it's just um, and having a team pulling a team together I mean it's just beautiful seeing seeing it and 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 also sharing how much how important it is to have support you know to yeah. have your have your mom or to have this team or this community that you built that you built that's that's of like-minded, that's, um, you know, excited about what it is that, that you're creating and what you're doing mm-hmm. is, is um, remarkable and that you're, you're, so you, you're very driven. What drives you? What, what motivates you? What, uh, num- number one, I think that there's something that's driving you around the millennials and the, the, the magazine, but, but also what drives you in your life? Um, right now you know there's always this um unconscious just like motivator I don't know there's there's always these moments where every time I'm ready to throw in the towel and just go work for somebody because it's getting so hard and I don't want to have to deal with the responsibility anymore that all of a sudden like I get this email from somebody that's like no we want to work with you or here's this new opportunity that you should investigate or you know like there's a message from somebody that's like don't do it. <laughs> you got to keep going. So uh, there's this this like intuitive nature about this whole thing where it's like, you know, I I get to a certain point and then I, uh, you know, you have to stop and reevaluate and see if like something's working. I don't know. The drive is to be the best. I want to I want to create something that people really love and feel empowered by and that unites people because the biggest thing in all of this online research is that, excuse me, all of the time that I did researching and, and trying to learn from entrepreneurs, it's so vague. There's no real tangible essence to how did somebody do something. Mm-hmm. And those are the stories that I'm trying to provide. Like, this is how somebody did it. Um, mm-hmm. So whether that's, like, in the entrepreneur um, 
style of article that we, we feature, the CEOs, you know, I really like to give the fundamental steps on how somebody achieves something um, because it's, it's so difficult to really assess. Like I was watching an interview with um, a very big DJ the other day, and, you know, some of the audience members in, that were asking him questions were asking, like, well, how did you become a superstar? And he's just like, follow your dreams. And I'm like, no, that's not true. Somebody discovered <laughs> you and, like, put money behind you. And, like, I want to mm-hmm. get down to the realness, like, the truth. Yes. How did somebody achieve success? Yes. And there are a lot of steps. And ultimately it's because somebody that was successful stepped in and, and decided to lend a helping hand. And right. for me, I mean, I, I would say that that's kind of come in um, not necessarily the, the most successful people, but a lot of connections, a lot of people mm-hmm. saying, oh, I need to introduce you to this person, and then you just constantly leverage connections. Um, yeah. But as far as, like, what drives me is, like, I, I just I want to have influence, and, yeah. and my, my influence is positive. I don't take advantage of people. So, you know, yeah. I just want to put out a positive message. Yeah. Yeah, so I get that that, you know, that you really want to have an impact and empower people and it's also uniting people. And I think reading part of your magazine too and some of the your statements about it I get that was like you did you feel in the beginning like the the millennials were sort of having a a bad rap or something like that? Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean and, I, and that was the thing like the the way I started in general was that I ended up um, being surrounded by a community of artists that were making a living doing what they loved. And it was mm-hmm. during the um, 2010, like, worst economic downturn for millennials. I think the, the national unemployment rate was something like 12%. So, mm-hmm. and, and millennials were getting this horrible stereotype put on them. And I really, yeah. really wanted to dispel that because the people that surrounded me were nothing like what the older right. generations and the marketing companies were saying about us. Yeah, yeah. Good, good. So that was like, and so you were, you're like, um, you know, like dispelling the the lies, you know, and yeah. and and breaking through, and then and sharing like, you know, what's real. Like you were talking about, you know, hey, this is how this is how these people got to where they got. You know, some mm-hmm. some famous actor becomes, you know, famous, and people think, oh, you're so lucky. It's like they don't know they've been you know, working really hard and taking every job that they could for the last 20 years or something like that. Exactly. So, yeah. Right. So that it is, it is um, uh, so wonderful. Um, okay. So if you were mentoring somebody uh, and, and, and they're interested in becoming an influencer, leader, pioneer, which I see you as an expert in the field, uh, would you have any uh, advice for them and how they can make a, a make a difference. Yeah, well, I mean, it's always dial into what it is that you want your niche to be. What is your expertise? Research it, read about it, start writing about it, um, start doing videos about it, like really set yourself apart as that expert so that when people see you, they think about whatever that niche is, whether you want to be an animal conservation expert or you want to be an environmental expert um, or you want to be the millennial expert. You know, you mm-hmm. you have to dial into your niche and know everything there is to possibly know about it from what other people are saying, forming your own opinions and start publicizing your own opinions. Like, that's really important. Um, and just really creating a brand around yourself within that niche. Mm-hmm. Great. Thank you. And um, 
I wonder if you'd be willing to share um, a time you faced a major challenge yourself, a big barrier, and tell us about that moment and, you know, how you felt about it and then how you overcame that challenge. Um, you know, the ultimate challenge was really from, it was the initial challenge of how am I going to build a platform. I think once I got over that hurdle, um, you know, new hurdles came in, but it was really how am I going to do this? And that, it, it opened up when I was given insight into what existed out there um, and that you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You don't have to start something from scratch with coding. Like there's already set code out there. There are places where you can just buy a monthly membership and, you know, set up shop. And then it allows your creativity to take over. Um, I guess another challenge would be learning how to do something like WordPress um, and, and figuring out how templates work and what you want them to say and, and what kind of information you want to put out there. Um, that was, again, something that for me, when I initially started Millennial, I did use a template, and it wasn't doing what I needed it to do. I, I had grandiose ideas. So at one point I just said, you know what, screw it. I'm going to design my own template. And I got really good with graphic design. I got really good with Photoshop and with uh, InDesign layout. And I just decided, you know what, I'm going to build my vision. So I created a little vision board, and, and then I ended up putting some visuals to it. And I found a developer that could code it. And, mm -hmm. that, I mean, that was, again, another challenge that was like, I want it to be something that I can't make it be within this template. And right. I, I was trying to figure out how am I going to do it. And, you know, you um, – you just start asking around. You you start attending meetup groups if you want to find coders. You go to the coding meetup groups. If you want to find um, people that know a lot about editorial or, you know, know about a particular industry, you go and you find those people, um, because you you're never going to find it alone. And we have this incredible thing called the internet. So if you've got Google, <laughs> you type mm -hmm. in something, and sure enough, you're going to be led down the rabbit hole that's going to ultimately get you past that challenge. Mm -hmm. So what's the number one lesson you want, want the listeners to take from that story that you just shared? Never take no for an answer and yeah. constantly keep going. Because yeah. every time that you're ready to give up, if you are indeed meant for the past, life's going to pick you up and push you forward. Every time, like, and I think another big challenge with our magazine was finding advertising, the initial advertising dollar. And I was, I was ready to, to close up shop because I couldn't afford it anymore. And all of a sudden, like from nowhere, out of nowhere, I get this email wanting to buy a, a really large branding campaign. Um, and it was from a company in the Philippines, and they wanted to send us out to the Philippines and have us do this really awesome campaign for studying abroad. And in that mm. same week, and this is what was so incredible to me, in that same week we were recognized by the White House as an influential magazine. And then we mm. were brought to the White House to learn about study abroad. So the two things came at the very mm. same time. I was ready to give it up. It was like tearing mm. my heart open that I would even be thinking about giving it up. It was like, I have to survive. I can't afford this anymore. And, uh, and then the, the, you know, the world opened up and said, hey, you're not done. Keep going. We're going to help mm. you. So, again, it was one of those things where it was like, oh, wow. <laughs> and mm -hmm. then from there, like, I, I was able to leverage that. Yeah, I've, I've, uh, I have chills 
And, you know, the thing is, and I think this is a great, great lesson that you're sharing, is because the challenges, again, are not to take you down. It's to help you find the way through. And when you are committed to finding a way, the universe helps you. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's like you, you, don't have, you don't have to always know the hows. You just got to know where you're going. And yeah, I mean, sometimes it feels like you're you're walking through the fog, yeah. and uh, and oftentimes I feel like I'm there, but then all of a sudden, like things start yeah. to clear up, and you know, and yeah. you get to this point where you're like, yes, I feel confident, and then all of a sudden the fog comes back in, yeah. <laughs> and you're trying to navigate again <laughs> through the fog, but you know, like you just keep, you yeah. you're led by the blind intuition. Yeah. Um, we have yeah. this great article um, that was the cover story last month um, about the ex ambassadors. They're a popular band on the rise right now, and their overall message was like every time they were ready to give up, something broke for them every mm-hmm. single time. So he was like, yeah. you know, obviously we're meant for this path. Yeah. So you just <laughs> got to right. keep going. You got to keep going, yeah. and, you know, those breaks yeah. will come. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, what a great messenger you are. You are definitely <laughs> yeah. on your path. So, um, <laughs> so do you think you've found your calling? Do you think this is your calling, your purpose in life to to be the storyteller and 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 be inspiring and um or or is there more are you just well there's i have a lot more plans uh for the future i'm hoping to get to the point where i'm able to find the resources for them um but yeah as of right now i'm i'm a bugler i'm somebody that likes to tell other people's stories and also make people feel good um, I've moved into speaking now, so I'm hitting the circuit and I'm out there, um, you mm-hmm. know, inspiring others, motivating others, also hosting um, or moderating events and, and really diving into panel mm-hmm. discussions and, you know, getting people to open up in a way that I find is very targeted. Um, a lot mm-hmm. of times I, I feel people don't ask the right questions. And so that's my, my job is to really investigate people, see every question that's ever been asked of them and then try and find something different. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely somebody that is, uh, a, a message spreader and, uh, yes. just trying to offer a lot of inspiration and excitement to what people are doing in their lives. Yeah. And what is possible, I think, through your yeah. sharing those stories, you're also sharing with others and sharing your own story, you're sharing what is possible and, yeah. um, to not have limits. And so, yeah, thank you. And, and for everybody, it's, uh, her magazine is millennialmagazine.com. Dot com and um and for those who are not millennials uh baby boomer anybody i think anybody would benefit from reading this magazine and um i know i've been spreading it around to uh people oh, that i good. know i think I, I think you've done a fantastic job i sent it to my daughter in australia and she loved it so. oh nice good oh thank you um well the biggest thing too about the magazine is that we're trying to peg millennial as a lifestyle as opposed to an age um, you know, while the demographic may represent oh, those that were born between 1975 and 1995, it's more so about the characteristics of who you are as a person. If you're experience-driven, if you're globally aware and conscious and, um, you know, eco-friendly and you're personally responsible and community-oriented, like these are all things that we mm-hmm. feel represent the millennial lifestyle. So we also opened up a mentor series at the beginning of the year to really learn from people that have paved the path for us. So we're really not trying to segregate um, mm-hmm. and, and kind Wonderful. of classify us as this like elite generation, but really we're an all-encompassing platform. Love it. I love that. You are a broad-minded, visionary leader, 
Um, and but just not the visionary, you know, leader like you are a doer. You're the whole package, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, I'm trying. <laughs> and, and and we've got to get you support so you can you can uh, 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 so you can have a, a more harmonious balance. On that. I would love that. <laughs> yes, we'll work we'll work on that. Okay, awesome. so just a, a couple more things here to get into. So, what is the best advice you've ever received? Um, well, there's a line that stuck with me before I even became a journalist. Um, I was at a TV conference, and uh, somebody had one of a very famous producer had mentioned that the creator of West Wing said, "If I'm the best writer in the writing room, we've got a problem." And that always stuck with me because you never want to be the most talented person in the room. You know yourself are extremely talented, so you want to find people that are even better than you. Mm-hmm. All right. That to me is like really solid advice. Yes. Yes, good. Um, And if you had to recommend a personal habit uh, that contributes to your well-being, what would that be? Make your bed every day. (laughs) (laughs) I think it just makes you feel good, you know, and like when you come back to your bed and it's made, you're not, you Uh feel good. There was a, um, actually that's not unique to me, there was a um, a commencement speech that was given by I think a general or an admiral, admiral, um, at I think it was University of Texas, and he said, "If you want to be, if you want to change the world, make your bed every day." <laughs> and and ever since I heard that, I make my bed yeah. every day. <laughs> oh, good, good. Yeah, I do too. That's what it, it, it bothers me if it's not made. It's like it yeah, feels like my I, it feels like I haven't set my intention for the day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, and what do you do to take care of yourself to relieve uh, stress and overwhelm? Um, I like to be in nature. I like to um, meditate. Always makes me feel way better if I'm like really on a heavy edge. Um, I always like somehow get centered after that. Um, yeah, just kind of step away for a second and breathe. Okay. Yeah, those are important. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And is there one book um, or a, a um, you know, somebody that hasn't written a book but would be a great mentor that somebody should look on, uh, you know, on YouTube or follow somewhere on Facebook or something. Is there somebody uh, or a book that you would recommend um, for our audience that has been influence, very influential to you? Well, um, this doesn't necessarily have to do with business, but I think it's a really awesome book and it gives some perspective into – Life, and, and that's The Divine Matrix by Greg mm-hmm. Braden. Yes. It's a really fascinating book that um, brings yeah. about quantum physics in a way that's super relatable and really shows you how connected we all are in the end. Great. I've read that. I love, I love Greg Braden, any of his stuff. Is, yeah, yeah. And his really videos. Good. Okay, yeah. and what is something you're grateful for today or in your life in general? <sighs> Um, well, I'm, I'm grateful for my, my talent. Um, to be honest, I'm, I'm grateful for my mom, even though I don't tell her enough. (laughs) Mm Um, and, uh, grateful for this interview right now. The fact that I've gotten to a point where you've recognized me is pretty remarkable. Uh, well, who couldn't? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I, I, and I really do want to celebrate you and, and, uh, and I think all of our audience celebrate the work that this, that Brit has done and the the challenges and to keep going and to create this community and to create an experience for everybody. 
um, and to be so inspiring, inspiring and motivating. Um, so how can do you, uh, is there anything you're looking for? How can anybody help you in any way? So it's like we want people can go to the magazine. Is there anywhere else that you would want them to go? Or are you looking for writers? Or are you looking for um, experiences? Well, we've... Or? We have a ton of contributors, although we love um, vetting more. Um, would love more Instagram followers. <laughs> would okay. love people that engage with us on social media, um, it, although it's it's difficult for everyone. I mean, the world is so saturated when it comes to that. I know. <laughs> um, I'm also I'm available for speaking, so if anybody wants to meet me and, and bring me to their events, you know, like I'd love to I'd love to look at those opportunities, um, you know, and, and connect with anybody who wants to connect. I'm I love just meeting people and experiencing what somebody else has to offer, what I can offer them, um, and just mm-hmm. and just sharing passions in general. Wonderful. And and they can find your uh, contact information on the Millennial Magazine, or do you want to give them a place to go or find you on Facebook and message you, or what do you? Yeah, um, any of the above work. Um, my email is editor at millmags.com. That's M-I-L-M-A-G-Z, like zebra.com. Um, and yeah, Instagram is Millennial Magazine. Twitter is Millennial Mags. We're actually very active on Twitter, and, and I love our Twitter community. Yeah. They are awesome. Yeah. Um, everybody is really, really vibing on what we promote. And um, yeah, Facebook is Millennial Magazine. So the, the brand is pretty um, concise. <laughs> it's everywhere you go. Yeah, but yeah, I, I would love for I would love for listeners to reach out to me personally. I love receiving messages. Yeah, and and share what you got from share with her on Twitter or Facebook what you got out of, of hearing her story and and who she is and and um and celebrate her. <laughs> and thank uh, you. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much, uh, Britt. This has been fabulous. And any last words or anything you you would like to leave the audience with or. Well, it's just been such a pleasure speaking with you. And uh, and to be honest, I just really wish that everybody followed their heart, occupy your heart, you know, and, and be a better citizen of, of this world. You know, when you're walking down the street and you see trash, pick it up. Um, you know, when you see somebody that's looking down, smile at them. Um, mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to communicate. Don't be afraid to pick up the phone and call your friends. Um, mm-hmm. Just be, be a, a diplomatic citizen of the earth. Mm-hmm. Wow. All right. You are love. I can't, you know, you just, you blow my mind. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. This Good. is, this is uh, Millennials and Money Cafe signing off. And um, so go out and uh, love, live, and matter, just like Britt was saying. So um, have a have a great week. Talk to you later. <laughs>